Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Listeners, we're going up in the world. I've just arrived in Florida because I'm here for work. Lovely. And I've had that thing never had before. Come into my room and there's a bottle of wine for me. They've left me a bottle of wine. Had I not been awake for approximately 24 to 36 hours, I might be splashing it around. Instead, what I'm going to do is I'm going to eat a sandwich and then I'm going to go to bed. I don't know if anyone else finds this, but if I, if I eat something, it's like a sleeping pill. I'm out cold. Um, what's happening this week? Well, we've got a Eurovision special for you here. And I've even got some facts for you. So did you know this? On May the 24th, 1956, Eurovision launched. An LGBTQ plus landmark was born. Not least when in 1974, the competition gifted us with none other than ABBA. In 1981, we then had Bucks Fizz. And in 1998, Dana International of Israel made Eurovision history as the first transgender performer and won. Do you remember that? Amazing. In 2014, Conchita Wurst rose like a phoenix and stole our heart. Today, the UK is hosting the 67th contest, and we, listeners together, will all be carrying the sacred Eurovision torch as we bring you a Homo sapiens special from Liverpool. And for those of you who can't make it to Liverpool, train strikes aside, we'll be delivering a bit of Liverpool Eurovision mania direct to your ears. So you're not going to miss out. There's no way you'll be missing out, which is wonderful. Thanks to the Homo sapiens team who have been there, because I am not in, I'm somewhere nearly as camp, but uh, not quite. So sit back and enjoy and drink in all the glamour, the glitter that is Eurovision for today's special. This is your captain speaking. I'd like to welcome you aboard this Eurovision flight. Liverpool is such a fabulous city and it's electric at the minute with the Eurovision going on. It's amazing. I was in town today and it's just crackers. And it looks really nice. They've, they've like brushed up and all sorts. They've put flowers in town, have you seen? There's flowers outside the b and We're very excited. <laughs> I'm Camille. I love Eurovision because it's the whole of Europe coming together. And it's better that it's in Liverpool. 
Hi, my name's Stephen. I'm a bartender at the Lisbon. I've worked in the Lisbon for 12 and a half years now, and uh, I don't think it's ever been an atmosphere quite like this. It's truly incredible. Been really busy all week, but the atmosphere has been absolutely electric. The people have been really amazing, and it's been a real privilege to host Eurovision on behalf of Ukraine this year. Just really joyous. It really has. So inclusive here. I've heard it referred to as the Gay World Cup. I oh, started that. I swear I said it's the FA Cup for the gays. <laughs> Just so much fun and people can like get into it ironically, unironically, whatever it means to them. And it's also just like a lovely coming together of all of the EBU in terms of celebrating their own heritage and being part of something. We love Eurovision! Certainly Liverpool, every step you take, everything is breeding Eurovision. So it's five days of magic and music. It's the spectacle. It's the glamorous. Everyone's inclusive. We all probably originally came from Europe, so we're just coming home, really. And we're having fun. Everybody's so happy. It's amazing. Good atmosphere, great people, everybody's friendly. Yeah, what's not to like? <laughs> okay, so let's start with the important stuff. What were the Eurovision fans' predictions for this evening? I'd like Finland to win. <laughs> we're going to dress up as Finland on Saturday, even though we're obviously British, but we're, we are going to dress up as the Finland team. Pink, green, pink. I liked that, actually. I liked the colour. If you're going to interest people today, you've got to move, haven't you? I feel like Finland is a really up there to win or Sweden but personally I love Israel's entry with the unicorn I've been dancing to that song non-stop it's just amazing there are lots of amazing female acts this year and we would love one of like an all-female or a female-led act to win this year check here for the win So what do you think of the UK's entry this year? I like it. It's very passionate. It's very Eurobeat. The question is going to be, was Space Man a one-off or will we continue the legacy that Sam gave us last year? I've come from London, but I'm from Dublin, so obviously I'm supporting Ireland despite the fact that we had a tragic defeat on Tuesday. My name is Uros. I'm coming from Slovenia, and I'm fan of Eurovision for years. I think Finland will win. <laughs> but my winner is Italy and France. Hello, my name is Valeria. I'm uh, originally from Ukraine and became from London today. It has been a big uh, uh, throughout our culture and uh, always uh, follow this competition, always supports Ukraine. Ukraine won how many? Three times already or maybe even four? Three times, definitely. Uh, so here to support my country. I think at the moment, based on what I've only seen from the first semi-final, I'd probably say Finland was quite a good laugh. Cha, 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 cha. But I think Israel was also really quite good as well. I'm Australian, but I live here in the UK now, so I've come up to support the two Australian teams. We're big, big fans in Australia of the Eurovision, and I'm from Perth, which we're Voyager from, the Australian contingent. I 
love Norway. I think Norway is going to win. She gave me such a good vibe when she turned up on the turquoise carpet, so she's been my favourite ever since the Sunday. Oh, I mean, I would love the UK to win, but I don't think we've got much of a chance. But I lived in Sweden for six years, so if I had to bet and have to say I wanted one winner, I'd probably go for Lorene and Sweden. It's going to be Lorraine. Uh, my name is Lissy, I'm from Sweden. To me, it doesn't really matter who wins. Uh, I would prefer if a nice, warm and cheap country wins, so I have my holidays secured for next year. I think Sweden have it, but I, my personal favourite is Finland. But I was, I was out with a lot of Finnish people last night, so I, as far as they're concerned, I'm rooting Finland all the way. So. <laughs> Loving all of your events. Good luck to all of the countries. Finland seem like the firm favourites, people. Everyone in Liverpool cannot get enough. And here is the wonderful, the delightful Sophie Ellis-Bexton. Hello, homo sapiens. I'm very excited because I'm going up to Liverpool to perform at the Eurovision Village. So, wish me luck. Should be fun. I think Eurovision is a good challenge for a song because it's got to be under three minutes. That's the rule. But really, you're looking for something immediate. And... I think the songs that have done really well at Eurovision tend to have a slight sort of Europop slant. So I think you can do something a little bit cheeky with Eurovision too. You can be a bit playful. You're not supposed to do anything political. You're just supposed to do something, I think, that's very catchy. I think you can do it with lots of dancers. You can just have a nifty bit of stage. I mean, the last few years we've seen people walk around in like hamster-type wheels. We've had moving parts. We've had people go upside down. We've had people with light boxes. I think you just don't want a spotlight and a microphone. I think you just got to go bells and whistles. But seeing as it's Eurovision, I've kind of done the thing of performing backing dances. I think I'd want something a bit more, uh, a bit more fun. I'd like the stage to go up and down and round and round or something like that, please. We were also lucky enough to catch up with Netta, who won for Israel in 2018. And Israel are looking unreal again today. What makes a great Eurovision song? Um, well, there's no rules to that. It needs to have something that is relatable, that is very, very, very strong. It needs to be a brain worm. It needs to be catchy uh, and it needs to be surprising. Or it can be intimate in a way that you surprisingly feel something. But but it needs to be very strongly. It can't be easy on your skin. It, it needs to make you or very deeply sad, or very deeply uh, emotional. It needs to be strong, though. Instantly. You have three minutes. I'm sorry, you don't have three minutes. You have 30 seconds. 30 seconds. The the, the tolerance is gone now. This is called Super Trooper. Let's go! It's like gay Christmas, really. <laughs> it's a big part of the LGBT community's life. I mean, there's like, it's just so many LGBT plus people coming to the city from all over Europe and really embracing it. But it's a lot, it's, it's not just about that. It's so inclusive for everybody, um, Eurovision. I think it's just a huge thing for everybody. But yeah, it's wow. <laughs> I think it really appeals to the LGBT community for sure. It's so open and just so fun. It's a really fun event for everyone to get involved in. Oh, it's so important, isn't it? I think. 
whenever, whatever country you're from, when you get on that stage, you can be yourselves, you can show your true identities, and everyone's got your back, and everyone's behind you, and it's, it's so important. So whether it's the campness, whether it's just the ability to just go, we are who we are, it, it just means so much to everyone. So yeah, it's amazing, and to see everyone embracing it is so fab. I mean, I've, I've, I've just watched it since, like, since I was a kid. Like, I can't remember a year I, di- and I didn't watch it. And um, I guess just, like, as I got older and I kind of started to discover myself in terms of, like, who I am as a queer person and stuff, you kind of just learn, like, how embracing Eurovision is as a community. And it's, it's just so fantastic. And, like, this is my first year actually coming to Eurovision. And everybody's been just so nice and welcoming. It's, it's fantastic. I feel like it's always been kind of a safe space. It's, like, one of the most campest competitions ever. Um, I've always thought that about Eurovision. It's always been something I look forward to every year and I can watch and enjoy. And there's always queer representation in Eurovision as well, which I always love. The fact that like everybody's just so accepting of all these performers, no matter what shape or outfit or you know anything, you know, it's I think just I think the queer community loves it, you know? Alright, we're about five minutes away from starting the second semi-final. Oh, What better way to find a few Eurovision fans than in Liverpool's infamous drag club, Funny Boys, we headed on down. This gorgeous blonde over here, the creator of Funny Boys, is Linda Gold. So my name's Linda Gold and I'm the owner and founder of Funny Boys. And tonight we are hosting the semi-final of Eurovision. We were here on Tuesday, we're back here today again. We're going to be here on Saturday for the big final. And I'm pretty sure we're possibly the busiest club in Liverpool that day. Pretty much sold out. Funny Boys was created because it was almost impossible for drag queens to get jobs in Liverpool. There's only a handful of gay venues here and everyone has had the resident queen since time began. Some of the queens have been here since the 70s and 80s, which is great, but it wasn't allowing any opportunities for new queens. They were having to go to Manchester, London, Leeds. And even then, it was almost impossible to get a job. So we started this to really get LGBT people, trans people, gay people, lesbians, also drag kings, back on the stage and back into work. And why do you think your vision is so important to the LGBTQ plus community? I just think we've adopted it as our own. The UK people didn't really care much for Eurovision. And... Without trying to sound, oh, well, me, 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 and gays get nothing, the straights get everything. The fact is, the straight community does get a lot. They get a lot more TV than us. They get a lot more bars than us. We're down to a handful of bars in the UK, a handful of TV channels in the world, LGBT TV channels. And I think we just had to adopt something. Can we just jump down to the back of Eurovision? For whatever reason, everyone will have their own reason. But for me, it was just something that gradually became ours over the years probably the flamboyancy and the campness that comes with it is there anything camper than eurovision me ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. 
Let's get this dinner party started. We're actually the only bar in the city with a 24-hour license over Eurovision. So we're going to be here pretty much until every other bar closes. So if I get to sneak out, I may pop into the gay village. But realistically, this is where the party is. What is your earliest Eurovision memory like? What made you fall in love with it? Well, I've been singing the Scooch song, Flying the Flag, since the first day I became a drag queen. And ironically, tonight, we've got Scooch performing in the venue, which to me is probably better than King Charles walking in and having a bevy with us, because this is the group that I've been singing that song since the first day it was, it was part of Eurovision. My name is Brenda LeBeau and I am here at the semi-final of Eurovision 2023. We're doing a viewing party here at the fabulous St. George's Hall. It is absolutely stunning here. There's gorgeous paintings all over the place. I am here twice a week in Liverpool in the Superstar Bourgeois. I have done for 15 years. But I do tour the country doing cabaret and stuff. But I am based here and it is my home and I do love it here. I love Liverpool because we're all we're all in a group chat together and sometimes it's lovely and sometimes it's murder. It's great. Welcome to Liverpool! Why do you think Liverpool's going to do a good job hosting? It's a very friendly city. We've been here before. You and can I think, already see they've done a fantastic job yeah, already. Absolutely. It feels safe, which is a major factor for everybody, I think, at the moment. I'm actually from the Wirral. Scousers refer to us as wolves. I don't know what it is, it's like a, I don't know, it's a tradition that's been going on for years. But yeah, but I'm from the Wirral originally, so not far. And why do you think Liverpool's such a great place to host the Eurovision? I feel like Liverpool is just um, embedded in music and yeah, there's a really strong music culture here and arts as well. And it's also like very um, open, open-minded city. So um, yeah, I feel really proud to be like playing music here. It's really good. Play my violin today on this gorgeous TikTok stage. <laughs> um, but I usually busk around Liverpool as well. Sometimes I busk around the docks as well and I do weddings and stuff. Tell me a bit about Liverpool hospitality. Gosh, it takes some beating. There's something about it that's a little bit different to anywhere else, I think. It's open house, and it always has been. What Liverpool delicacy should everyone, all the visitors, be trying whilst they're here? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I personally like fish and chips. I think, you, you know, you can get loads of really good chippies in Liverpool. Um, it's gorgeous. But the Scouse is really good as well. Um, home-baked are here. They're selling some special peace pies tonight with, like, it's got like a Ukrainian traditional dish as the fill-in, but they are a community-based um, bakery in Anfield as well, and they sell really, really nice sausage rolls and pies. Um, so yeah, the scouse and the fish and chips, I think. I want the chip butty. What did you say? Did you call it? It's a sandwich with chips. Can you put ketchup in it? Is it traditional or is it like 
I'm gonna try a cheap butty. Where can I get it? Oh my god, Liverpool is amazing. You know that Adiasa in Liverpool, Ukrainian city Adiasa, it's a, a twin brother city. And I think it's the same mood, like, you know, this, this, it's like very, like, I don't know, place relax, to hang out, same relax, same yeah. vibes, yeah. yeah. And Liverpool feels like home. Yes, and yeah. people in Liverpool so lovely, really, and very, very friendly. Yes, I wasn't expected uh, such a reaction, like, and we heard from here so many times, uh, like, singers mentioned Ukraine, in behalf of Ukraine, we stand with Ukraine impressive and yeah we feel so much love here obviously linda you're from liverpool i want to know your ultimate liverpudlian trilogy of huns it's gotta be number one is lily savage number two has to be the vivian and number three has to be danny beards well i think um Gosh, well, we're, we're really pleased that Sonia is appearing in the final. She's one of the interval acts, so that's really good. I mean, obviously, um, Paula Grady and Lily Savage. And I noticed in the opening credits for semi-final one, there was a feature of him. Well, I went to dancing school, otherwise known as Strictly Come Dancing, with Abby Clancy. So I think I'll go for Abby. I'd say Pete Burns, particularly is an icon both like in terms of being an incredible scouser and a sort of representative of the city but also an lgbtq plus icon that was ahead of his time he wasn't even worried about what he was labeled as or anything he was just very much i am who i am you know you can love me for it if you want or not so on your scouse night out what is something you can't live without Oh, a Liverpool essential has got to be a cheeky bottle of vodka in your handbag to top up your drink because we like to get really drunk in Liverpool. Lots of alcohol um, and always a lip liner. What's your go-to lip liner? <laughs> I actually use eyeshadow. <laughs> Teach me some scale slang. What do I say? Oh, that's boss. Oh, it's amazing. Um, hello there. You gorgeous. You too, and me adding. I think another one which I I, had, I didn't know wasn't uh, it wasn't prevalent outside of Liverpool was you're not gonna be sick. You're knocking me sick. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That follows like every sentence. So yeah, <laughs> like get used to that one. Do you know what I mean? Have you learned any Liverpool phrases or any slang? Uh, what a banger! What a banger! <laughs> <laughs> I'm Anthony, I'm from Lark Lane. I appreciate the reason why uh, Eurovision was started, was to bring European nations together, and I really love that in a time when uh, there's conflict in Ukraine at the minute. I've been watching Eurovision since I was about 10 years old, and the fact that it's in Liverpool at the minute um, is, of course, a celebration for the city and a reason to come out. So I'm Peter Lang. I run the Liverpudlian.com, which is local news and media website. Everywhere has been covered in the Eurovision and the Ukraine flags and the, the slogan sort of being welcome to the party, proud to welcome. And I think it's very much inclusive. They've done it so there's like a local restaurant called The Art School, which is like a really highly regarded one by Chef Paul Askew. A lot of the ingredients have been foraged from Ukraine and been incorporated into the actual sort of dishes and menu itself. Um, a lot of the local bars have got Ukrainian beer on tap and like at the Eurovision village at the waterfront there's a sort of like Ukraine heritage part of the village so people can go and learn about the history. Everyone is welcome and and very much it's it's done on behalf of Ukraine as well and very much at the forefront of everyone's mind. Uh, my name is Tetiana. I'm from Kyiv. 
My name is Anna, I'm from Rivne. My name is Veronica, I'm from Kiev. So obviously we're hosting on behalf of Ukraine today. Can you talk me back to when you won last year and what the feeling was like? Uh, the feeling was uh, happiness and uh, it was not only victory in Eurovision. It, it meant for us that all world are standing with us. And I was so pleased that uh, your participant from UK, he was on a, like a second place, yes, but he... He, like I would divide first place between because he was brilliant and I was impressed uh, by his reaction like yeah. we, he realized and he was so happy for Ukraine and yeah I'm, I'm uh, you know I'm here uh, one year with my children because of war and I'm uh, so happy that we are here I couldn't imagine better place because People from UK give us so much support. The same with Eurovision, you know, it's amazing. I want to say that especially we were proud last year when Kalush said about Azov-style defenders. It was very powerful and important moment for us. Yeah. yeah. And we're very grateful to Great Britain. Actually, I vote for Great Britain. I really like this song. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing, yeah. <laughs> I'm from Dearbar. I traveled up Monday. My feet are so sore from all the wandering around, seeing the amazing things you got in Liverpool now with Eurovision. I did a, a silent disco tour that was so much fun, wandering through the streets with my headphones on, just singing away Eurovision songs, you can imagine. We not only chatted to fans, we got right up in it with all the people working on the weekend. All the wonderful people of Liverpool who are essentially making it happen. Uh, so my name is Andy Herring. I'm the chief exec of the LCR Pride Foundation. Um, we're the organisation behind, of course, Pride in Liverpool every year. Um, but that's completely changed this year. And we're doing a lot of work to support LGBT attendees to Eurovision, um, whether that's by putting on amazing events here at St George's Hall or whether that's by providing safe spaces like Pride House or in hundreds of businesses across the city, just so people know wherever you are in Liverpool, you can have the best time, the safest time and be yourselves. Hi, my name's Anna Quintal. Um, I look after the digital marketing for St George's Hall. Town Hall and Croxter Hall. It's been amazing. It's been so exciting. Um, the National Lottery Big Eurovision Welcome was fantastic on Sunday. I was at the front just as all of the delegates were coming off the turquoise carpets. I was able to get pictures and meet them and it was fantastic. The backstage party in the Great Hall was beautiful. Everyone looked fabulous. It was like the Met Gala. It was brilliant. We've chatted to people who have travelled far and wide to get to Liverpool. Ireland, Belgium, Ukraine, Wales, Slovenia. The list goes on, people. So what's your sort of earliest memory then of watching Eurovision? We only had a couple of channels in Australia when I was uh, when I was younger. And it was on like the alternative TV station. That's I remember, you know, having to go around to a friend's house to watch it because, you know, we didn't have that station on my TV. And uh, yeah, yeah, he was English, so uh, he was really always, you know, pro Eurovision. That's how he got me into it, actually. Paul, my friend Paul. <laughs> I'm Matt Stringer, I'm from Buckinghamshire. Actually, quite a recent Eurovision fan. The first contest I went to was in Kyiv in 2018 um, whilst I was travelling in Eastern Europe so I was actually in Ukraine when I first kind of experienced Eurovision and, and just loved it you know all of the colour and fun and music and show of diversity I just thought it was brilliant so I've been a, a huge fan ever since Years ago when uh, Sweden won with Take Me To Your Heaven um, that's my first memory so I was watching the TV fell in love with the Sweden entry I bought the CD bought the tape and I just remember that performance and I'm actually seeing her tomorrow night, um, so that'll just be like everything for me. 
yes, my early memories of for Eurovision was memories for Yugoslavia because we were in, I was born in Yugoslavia, so 84. There was uh, Eurovision in Munich in Germany, and for Yugoslavia, sang uh, Daniel with uh, sang, uh, song Julie. We were very proud at that moment. Yeah. You're obviously Eurovision super fans. What is your earliest memory? What got you addicted to Eurovision? Abba, of course. Well, yeah, Abba. I was uh, six or seven or something and fall, fell asleep in front of the television. My mum said, they won, they won. And ever since for the past, and uh, now for the coming 10 years, I was Bjorn. And before we came here, we went to the Abba Voyager in, in London, which was brilliant. It was like a family reunion. How about that for an on-stage performance? Sweden, they've never won it, but they've surely got to be up amongst the reckoning with that one. It's certainly gone down well here inside the Dome in Brighton. I guess the earliest uh, memory was when Ukraine won. Uh, I think it was 2003 or something like that. The, the first Ruslana won. That kind of hit really strong that our country is still strong and going well. <laughs> Oh, how great were they? Now we ask what everyone's absolute essentials were for the best Eurovision party. Eurovision party. Yeah. For everybody, they all dress up either as a country or as somebody that's in the Eurovision that year. When I was about 15, I started having Eurovision parties in my house and we've developed since then a very elaborate drinking game, um, which includes like drink anytime there's pyrotechnics, drink anytime there's a smoke machine, uh, drink anytime that there's a key change. So it's become very elaborate over the years. So a lot of the times I don't remember who actually won the Eurovision by the end of the night. We have been having Eurovision parties since 1995. And every year there's a theme. Uh, so the year that it was hosted in Sweden, we actually had someone who came dressed as the Swedish chef from the Muppets. The year that Madonna sang, we all came as different ages of Madonna. That was a good one. But yeah, we've been celebrating Eurovision every year. This is wonderful. My daughter's naming party was a Eurovision party. <laughs> I am obsessed. And we've been, you're the perfect people to speak to. We've been asking everyone what are their Eurovision party essentials. Bailey's. Uh, song number eight, I believe it is. You have to have Bailey's shot. Lots of carver. We usually have a picture of Terry Wogan on the wall in honour of him, and we, we have a Bailey's shot to him to honour him. And it's usually helpful to have a grumpy man doing a barbecue in the back garden. Keeps you fed all evening and doesn't bother you. I've never hosted my own Eurovision party. I've just been to lots of Eurovision parties. You've got to have some ground rules, I think, about when you're allowed, how you feel about people talking when the songs are on. I've definitely been to a Eurovision party or two where we've sort of slightly forgotten to actually watch the song contest. You can do it where people bring food of different countries. I know that for this one, a lot of places are doing Ukrainian-themed spreads and that kind of stuff, so you could do that. I think the main thing is you want to be able to absorb all the aspects of what Eurovision has to offer, the good, the bad, and the absolutely bonkers thing. What are your party essentials? Wigs and makeup. <laughs> and alcohol. Yeah. Uh, definitely something sparkly and glittery. And because we're from Australia, we'll be wearing terry toweling hats because we'll stay up all night and in the morning the sun can be quite bright, so you, you might need a terry toweling hat. Um, 
stubby holders because we like to keep our beers cold in Australia, not like the people from the UK who drink warm beer. So you'd need a stubby holder. Glitter. Oh, you have to have glitter. I've done mad today. I've kind of just dumped it all in my hair. But, um, but yeah, glitter all the way, definitely. Obviously, we're hosting on behalf of the Ukraine today. What Ukrainian delicacy should everyone be trying and what should they have at their parties? Oh, the well-known delicacy would be sala. Sala, which is like a pet, a big fat, but it's really yummy with the bread. So definitely try that. But try vareniki, which is like a dumpling stuff dumplings and things like that so yeah pancakes always uh, like stuffed pancakes there are many things that are yummy <laughs> so if you were back at home how would you be celebrating uh well we don't really no, we usually go to the eurovision <laughs> i usually go so tell me what, what other countries you've been to uh finland serbia portugal uh, austria vienna uh, obviously stockholm Malmö. Copenhagen uh, and this is the most expensive ever <laughs> sorry <laughs> Netta who won for Israel in 2018 so they know what they are talking about but I don't think there's one winner right there's so many winners this year I would tell you my top five not in a winning order I'm scrambling it now in my head and this is it the green hawk from Finland is working on my lady feelings he's really 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 I'm very very attracted I don't know what to do with myself I love the staging the contrast between the pink cha-cha dancers and the way that he um, controls them. I just love it. It's brilliant. Obsessed. I think Noah from Israel is bringing it. I'm very, very biased. I have to say that. But I also think that her energy, oh, she's like a stallion. She's she's not a unicorn. She's a stallion. I salute her. Um, Lorraine is one talented piece of mother I would just want to curse when I when I get to her because she's unbelievably perfection uh, she manages to create an intimate space between you between herself and 200 million viewers it feels like it's time to steal for her and I'm here for it um France is doing really well. I, I really like uh, the, 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 the sugar cookies that she puts on her head. <laughs> she has all these hats that looks like somebody sprinkled sugar on them. I love her. I love her. I love the style. Lazara, right? And if you were going to release uh, Eurovision or compete for Eurovision, right, would you go for a power ballad or would you go for like a Euro pop disco anthem? Oh, feel like pure camp. Like, there's no way, like, standing on stage with like one solo spotlight on you. No, that's not Eurovision to me. To me, it's like six like insanely glittered up half naked dancers and just completely committing to the camp of it. I want immediate hook, and it's got to make me smile and dance out of it. I'm not so keen on the ballads, controversially. I would, I would like to say that I would go for the Euro pop banger, but. I don't think my dance moves are good enough to carry it off. You know, it'll just be a bit of awkward twerking on the stage, I think. So it probably won't be the best. <laughs> <laughs>
ljubili se i se igrali, ko da nas jutri več ne bo. Fantastic, we got my vote. We love Eurovision. Another vintage year of Eurovision, I'll say. I hope you enjoyed it. Listeners, I've got a task for you. Send in your photos of how you're celebrating tonight. Tune in next week because it goes from camp to camper. We've only got gay icon Danny Minogue here at Homo Sapiens Towers. We had such a blast chatting. I love her. That's next week. Thank you so much for listening. Send us all your pics. Lots of love. Bye now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Powered by Spirit Studios.